Today is Wednesday, February 14th, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The U.S. House voted on Tuesday and successfully impeached the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. House Speaker Mike Johnson released a written statement following that vote, saying that the House Homeland Security Committee has spent almost a year in methodically gathering evidence on Mayorkas and his conduct within office. As a result, that committee concluded that Mayorkas has willfully and consistently not complied with federal immigration law while in office, that he has undermined public trust and made false statements to Congress, and that he's obstructed the lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security and violated his oath of office. More bombshell testimony was delivered on Tuesday within the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee. Tony Bobolinsky was there and he spoke behind closed doors to the committee about what he observed and documented regarding Joe Biden and his involvement in Hunter Biden's foreign business deals. Bobolinsky is a U.S. Navy veteran who became a business partner with Hunter Biden after he left the military. In his opening statements, Bobolinsky said it was clear to him that Joe Biden was the brand that was being sold to these foreign business owners from China, Russia, Ukraine and Kazakhstan, and that it was all about granting access to Joe Biden as vice president in order for millions of millions of dollars to come into the entire Biden family. Bobolinsky put a fine point on it by saying that Joe Biden was not just a participant or a beneficiary, but an enabler to all the deals. He was the big guy who created complex layers to ensure plausible deniability should anyone start digging deeper into those actions. Bobolinsky says that he has been trying for four years to tell the American people how corrupted the top of the U.S. government has become. And as a result of trying to do so, Bobolinsky says he's been branded a pawn of Russian disinformation. According to Bobolinsky, between 2015 and 2018, the Chinese Communist Party and the China Energy Company were able to infiltrate and compromise Joe Biden and the Obama White House. Well, since the country of China was just brought up for infiltrating the White House under the Obama administration, the Wall Street Journal is reporting this week that China's shipmaking efforts are far more advanced to what the U.S. Navy and other Western countries are currently doing. China's shipbuilding output of commercial and military vessels is over half of the current global output. Thomas Shugart is a senior fellow for the Center for a New American Security. Shugart is quoted in the WSJ as saying that the degree to which China's shipbuilding dwarfs American shipbuilding is unbelievable. In 2002, China's shipbuilding was 8% of the global output. Now, at the end of 2023, it reached 51%. On the other hand, U.S. production has gone only down as a result of worker shortages and component delays. So the total fleet for the U.S. Navy currently stands at 292, with China headed towards a fleet of 435 by the end of this decade. Well, Joe Biden doesn't talk much about the Chinese military as of late. He's too busy posting videos on the Chinese-owned app, TikTok. Biden made his first post on Super Bowl Sunday, seemingly oblivious to the fact that he banned all of his White House staff from using that app for national security reasons. At the start of this month, the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission met with a panel of cybersecurity experts regarding the current and emerging technologies that are being weaponized by China against Americans. The CEO of Ferret Security, Ivan Serini, was on that panel, and here is what he told the commission about what his cybersecurity company uncovered regarding the TikTok app. We analyzed 3,500 websites of major companies and government agencies to really establish the baseline of data collection by tracking pixels. Uh, a tracking, what is a tracking pixel? It's a piece of code used by websites to track digital 
marketing campaigns, ad campaigns, and usually remain on websites after ad campaigns end. We found that ByteDance's TikTok collects a huge amount of US-based users' data, even data belonging to people who never signed up or ever used TikTok in their life. In fact, we worked with the Wall Street Journal to inform government agencies that their sites were indeed activating TikTok web tracking pixels without their knowledge. So in March of 2023, less than a year ago, TikTok was collecting user data on approximately 7.5% of all of the U.S. business and government websites that we looked at. By December of 23, the presence of TikTok pixels increased by 75% on financial services and banking sites, rising from 5 to 8.5% of all sites, and increased by 178% on healthcare service provider websites, rising from 2 to 5% in just nine months. So while tracking pixels collect data for legitimate purposes, uh, that collected data can also be used for illegitimate and nefarious purposes, including spying, interference in elections, spreading campaigns, and illegal surveillance. For instance, TikTok tracking pixels are silently loaded on web pages where users enter their logins, passwords, you know, schedule a doctor's appointment, or renew license, or buy an airline ticket, amongst any other things. And TikTok sees everything that users enter into those online forms. And unlike tracking pixels from other similar companies, such as Meta, what we saw and what we found is instances when TikTok also collects information that is shown to users on the pages themselves. So it's not just ads information. Given this, it can capture various personal information, information such as search keywords that you enter, search results that you see on a page, purchases, transactions, and any other information you exchange on or were shown on a page. Serini also went on to reveal more about China's ability to remote control and hijack other electronics and software through backdoor routes. Another channel for China's surveillance are the backdoors in smart devices and appliances that can be used to allow someone to turn on the cameras, microphones, and silently modify software without anyone's permission to do whatever the vendor wants to do. For instance, smart TVs have been uh, found to have backdoors that enable Chinese operators to silently modify software, take screenshots of what is on the page, upload those screenshots to servers in mainland China. Uh, last week, Radio Freedom published findings that various CCTV cameras manufactured by Hikvision and Dahua still uploaded videos to their servers even after users disabled that feature. And uh, also, these cameras have been found and very reported to have been used by Russia in its January 2nd bombing of Ukraine that killed 39 civilians. So today, many TVs, refrigerators, music speakers, cameras, tablets, think of everything that you might have at home or in the office. Even light switches are always on, connected to the internet, and are controlled by software that is and can be and was manipulated by Chinese companies that control them, which makes them particularly useful for silent surveillance. These natural story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. 
Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Ink website. Well, in this latest news report, you heard the devastating testimony coming from a cybersecurity expert on the extent of Chinese infiltration and spying here in the U.S. through electronic components and backdoors to software. All of that revelation really begs the question to be explored once again on how safe are the electronic voting systems used here in the U.S., whether it's Dominion, ESNS, or Heart InterCivic. Unless those machines are completely built on U.S. soil with 100% U.S. manufactured electronic components, then questioning their security and accuracy is of paramount importance and not the rantings of someone who is labeled a kook or paranoid election denier. In light of all that continues to surface about China's successes in stealing U.S. proprietary technology and then repurposing it to surveil, subvert, and bring into submission the U.S., the fact that the only case going on right now in Georgia to challenge the Dominion voting systems is an absolutely chilling thought to consider in light of the fact we're only months away from a presidential election. On the opening website, there is a full collection devoted to documents related to the company called Conic, which is an election software company based out of Michigan. Now, the CEO of Conic, Eugene Yu, had a legal showdown with True the Vote not that long ago. It came after the 2020 presidential election when Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht revealed that Conic was sending election worker data to a server in China. Now, within that Connick collection, there's also an interesting document to be viewed. It's a U.S. patent that was filed by Dominion Voting Systems on the creation of virtual or augmented reality for voting in elections. The diagrams are all there showing a plan for virtual glasses to be used as someone sees computer-generated ballots on the screen by which that person is supposedly selecting their candidate of choice in a campaign. There's no paper, no pen, no ballot. No hard copy, no machine, no way of knowing what software is running in the background regarding the choice you made on that electronic screen. It's called virtual reality for a reason. How do you know that your vote is not virtual as well? Now, on this previous news report, I used the testimony of Ivan Cyrany as he detailed the ways in which China has already dominated in the weaponization of electronics that are used here in the U.S. I want to end with this very sobering initial statements that Cyrany made to the U.S.-China Security Commission on where all of this electronic domination leads and who will be the loser. And I'll have to give you a spoiler alert. It won't be China unless we wake up. Firstly, why it is a risk is that information and the data that is collected about all of us, not Americans and everyone else in the West broadly, is accessible to any government, uh, government agency or any entity in China. And it has been used or it has been reported to have been used for spying already. Secondly, beyond just spying, calling it just spying, it can be used, and probably I'm speculating, is being used to train AI and know more about us than we know about ourselves. And what can happen at one point is that they will know more about us than we know about themselves, and then they will always win, because just like a chess game. Uh, thirdly is what kind of information we have seen and what uh, information they can collect, and we have seen them collecting, it's everything that 
for example, online that you type into forms uh, that you see on a page can be collected and we've seen it being collected. So they know everything about you or any all of us at one maybe already today or in some time near future they will know everything. And uh, how that can be used against us, just like uh, in the opening remark uh, I heard, obviously about President Eisenhower's remark that the next war will not look like the previous war. And we might as well be already in the middle of a war, which we don't realize that we are actually in the middle of a war. But in their eyes, we are their enemies and they're already using that information against us. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.